You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Flourish Weekly. I am so grateful that you are back with me again this week. It's been so much fun interacting with you on Instagram and Facebook. So if you haven't yet, find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook, reach out, send me a message. I love hearing from you. Um, You encourage me as I've encouraged you, and that just is really what it's all about. So please know that I love hearing from you, and I love that you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'm thrilled this week to encourage you again. I just felt so heavily on my heart as I was praying and thinking this morning about um, my own life and my own struggles and some of the things that I've been through. Man, I just felt so incur- so um, led to encourage you again um, that it's not always going to be this way. It won't always be exactly like it is today. If you are facing a trial, if you are facing a hard time, If you are going through um, a season of difficulty, I just need you to know, and I want you to know, and I believe God wants you to know today that it's not always going to be this way. There's hope. um, There's good news throughout the scriptures, throughout the word of God. There is just so much good news and encouragement and hope. And I feel like when we lose hope, um, we begin to really fall into um, a darkness that's hard to come back from. Uh, But man, I'm so grateful that we have a God that loves us. We have a God that sees our beginning and our end. We have a God who um, knows the plans that He has for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us a hope and a future. Um, And so I just want to talk again about um, hard times that we go through and encourage you today that it's not always going to be this way. So if you are going through a hard time or if you know someone who's going through a hard time, um, I really, I want to ask you to please, at the end of this episode, send them a text with a link to this episode so that they can listen to it at work, in their car, um, at home while they're getting ready, or maybe just when they're out for a walk, send it to them and encourage them through this episode. I really think that it's going to help people um, who are struggling even with depression, anxiety, mourning, and grief. Um, I just really believe that through God's word, there's a light that shines in that darkness and it begins to give us hope again. So if you know anyone struggling, if you are struggling, I really want to encourage you, send someone a text message with the link to this message. Send someone through Instagram or Facebook this message and um, be an encouragement because people need it. People need to know that they're not alone. People need to hear stories of, of people who have been through hardship and anxiety and depression or mental health issues, or they've been through grief, they've been through loss, they've been through divorce, they've been through um, betrayals. People need to hear stories of others who have been through it and have come through it, survived it, and come through it not just struggling, but come through it um, with hope and with um, healing and with joy intact, intact, and also who have come through it and still love Jesus, <laughs> who have come through the, the the fiery furnace and the burning hardship and still know that God is good. And so uh, I just really think there are people out there who need us to encourage them. They need you to encourage them. Maybe you're not going through a hard time, but you don't know what to do or you don't know what to say for one of your loved ones who's who's walking through a hard time, um, just encourage them. Just 
Remind them of what the word says. Remind them of who they really are. Remind them of who you see them as. Remind them um, of the true Uh, the true person that they are. I know when I was going through my battle, and if you haven't heard my story, if you haven't heard my testimony of what I went through, um, you can go back to an earlier episode of Flourish Weekly called When Panic Attacks. Um, But I know when I was going through my hard time, the people in my life that I trusted the most, that I leaned on the most, um, my mom and Matt um, and my pastor and a few other people who really spoke into my life daily during that time, man, sometimes it was just them reminding me of who I was. You know, Jen, you're, you're strong and you're, you have a sound mind and you're going to be okay. And I know you, um, I know that you are, you have a strong sound mind. You're just going through a battle. And so I want to encourage you, if you know someone who's struggling, remind them of who you know they are. Remind them of the characteristics that you know about them, that you love about them. Um, Affirm them. Remind them that they can and will get through this with the help of of Jesus and with your help and with um, the support system around them. They will get through this. And I also want to encourage you, if you are um, a caregiver, if you are taking care of someone who is sick, I have been through that season as well. If you're taking care, or maybe you have a loved one, your spouse or someone that you love is going through a mental health struggle, um, or maybe someone close to you is grieving or going through a divorce or a major loss or a betrayal, I want to encourage you as well, because that's that's a battle and that is a form of trial even for you, that the person close to you is walking through a trial but then it's a secondary trial and it's secondary grief and it's secondary um, struggle for you. And so I want to encourage you as well. Hey, it's not always going to be this way for you either. Um, but God has placed you in that position and God has entrusted you with that that person to be a um, support to them, to be a strength to them, to be a voice of truth to them, to be um, an example of love to them. And sometimes that is just as hard of a role to play as the person who is going through the hardship themselves. And so I want to encourage you to, um, it's not always going to be this way. You will get through this. They will get through this. Um, cling to each other, cling to Jesus and cling to truth um, and make sure that you're prioritizing yourself and taking care of yourself as well. Um, but I just I just feel a burden for those of you who also are caregiving and you know being the, the one who is strong in that season. Um, you're gonna get through this, they're gonna get through this. Just do your best to stay positive, stay hopeful. And um, God's going to get you through this. So, all right. Well, I need to jump into what I wanted to teach on today. Um, But before I do, let me just pray. Heavenly Father, I love you and I trust you. I pray that today's message would encourage someone out there who has lost hope, someone out there who is holding on to the last string of hope that they can find. I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen me as I give this encouragement, this as we have this conversation, Lord, strengthen me. Give me the right words. Help me to hear and portray your heart. I love you and I trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so guys, it won't always be this way. I want to refer to um, the book of Zechariah, chapter 9, 9, verse 12, and it says, Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. I promise this very day that I will repay two blessings for each of your troubles. 
And in another version, I'm going to repeat this. It says, return to your stronghold, your place of safety, your fortress, O prisoners of hope. I promise this very day that I will repay double for each of your troubles. And so what is this verse all about? This verse is actually um, a message of hope and a message of prophecy to the people of Israel who were prisoners. And it's a reference to them returning to Zion, which is the city of God, which is for us, it's a reference of returning to God, returning to Jesus, who is our stronghold, our place of safety. Um, and really what that, that, that verse was referencing was that they were prisoners, they were going through hardship, but they were also prisoners of hope because they were people that were in covenant with God. They were people who walked with God and had the promises of God written on their lives. And so are you. And so am I. We are people who have the promises of God written on our lives because of what Jesus did on the cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, he gave hope for mankind forever, for all of eternity. And so we get to live in that hope. And being a prisoner of hope is someone who just can't quit hoping, someone who just can't quit believing because you know that you have a covenant and you have a promise from God. And that's that can be a, a tough place to be where you're in a hardship and you're in a struggle, but you are also believing and hoping still because you just can't not hope because you know that he's promised it and you know that he is who he says that he is. Um, Jesus is our hope. He is the one who gives us, like in that verse, he gives us double for our blessings. And then, you know, that verse in James chapter one, where Paul says, consider it pure joy. You know, he says, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of any kind. Um, I love what it says in the New Living. It says, "Consider it, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. I'm like, what? Well, how, how can troubles be an opportunity for great joy? How can hardship, how can, how can the things that we face in this life, how can these things be an opportunity for great joy? How is that possible? It's because a lot of things in the kingdom of God don't make sense to our minds because the kingdom of God is not like the kingdom of this world. The way that God works is not as like the world system. You know, the Bible says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. The Bible says that, you know, the least of these will be the greatest of these. The, the, the word, the, the God's system is not like the world system. And so how can we consider it pure joy whenever we encounter trials? How can we consider it an opportunity for great joy? You know, when we're sitting there and we're thinking through the things we've been through in our life and you think, you look back over the years and you think, man, it has been one, one hit after another. It has been one punch, one sucker punch after another. It, I have been blindsided at one time after another. I've been hurt. I've been confused. I've been frustrated. That didn't turn out like I wanted it to. I suffered a loss. I went through this trial that I wasn't expecting. Whatever it is, man, sometimes in life, it feels like we're just getting socked one time after another, like the waves of the ocean and the waves just keep crashing and, and the disappointments just keep coming. But the truth is, is that the Bible says these are opportunities for great joy. Well, how? How is that possible? Well, Paul says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. 
For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. And so sometimes it's like, man, this trial is not, this this thing that's happening to me is not an opportunity for joy. This particular thing I am facing is not joyful, but this is an opportunity for me to rejoice that through this trial, my faith is being tested. And through that test, my endurance is growing. And when my endurance grows, my maturity grows. And when my maturity grows, I begin to become more and more like Christ. And I begin to become a better and better person. And I become become perfect and lacking nothing. And it's not easy to swallow, you know? It's not easy to accept that trials really, truly are where our improvement and our growth and our maturity comes. If everything was always easy... If we never faced anything, our faith would never grow. If I never lifted heavier weights that make me sore, my muscles would never grow. If I never ran a little faster than I did last week and struggled through that and sweated through that, my endurance would never grow. And it's the same way spiritually. Our spirit, man, has to grow and become mature so that we can handle more in this life so that our faith can grow, so that our endurance can grow, so that we can become more like Jesus and become complete in Him. And I hate to say it, but really, truly, the only way that we grow in our character, the only way that we grow in our faith is to face hard times. And so that's when we stop and go, okay, this is hard. Okay, this isn't easy. Okay, this doesn't feel good. Okay, this is hard to endure. But in the end of this, something good is going to come. And we go back to that verse in Zechariah that says, return to your stronghold, prisoners of hope, because I will restore to you double for your hardship and for your, your, your struggle. I will restore to you. There were so many times throughout the Bible when he promised the children of Israel, and he promises us as well because of Jesus, that even though your adversity is great, you know, great is your adversity, but even greater will be your restoration the greater the struggle. The Bible says that he will restore double. So your your prosperity and your blessing on the other end of that adversity is going to be double the hardship. And so if we're able to kind of lift up our eyes a little bit and not look directly at the struggle, not look directly at the person who hurt us, but we're able to lift up our eyes and say, okay, I don't know why I'm facing this. I don't know why I'm going through this. Man, when I was having panic attacks and I was struggling with anxiety and depression, I could not for the life of me figure out why I was facing what I was facing. And if you listen to the former episode, you know, we did finally understand where some of it was coming from, but I could not for the life of me in the moment figure out why I was facing what I was facing. But man, the restoration has been so sweet and the goodness of God has been so incredible on the other side of that battle that I can look back and say, for sure, my faith was tested and my endurance grew and the, there was new maturity that came in my life. Now, am I asking for trouble? Do I want trouble? Do I want hardship? Absolutely not. I don't ever want to face hard times. But when we do, if we can remember that verse, consider it an opportunity for great joy because we're being tested and we can grow, then then we can look at it from a different perspective, you know, and then we can find some hope. Um, I love that throughout scripture, um, God always is our stronghold. So if we go back to the verse in Zechariah that says, return to your stronghold, 
Well, what is your stronghold? Um, Psalms 27, one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Um, and then Nahum chapter one, verse seven says, the Lord is a stronghold in the day of trouble. So when it says return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope, Okay, that's an instruction, right? That is a direct instruction to people who are walking through hardship, walking through betrayal, walking through bondage, walking through hard times. That is a direct instruction. And I love instructions in scripture because it it gives me an answer. It tells me what to do. You know, it tells me, here's what you need to do when you're facing this. And so that instruction is return to your stronghold. Well, what does that mean? Return to Jesus. He is your stronghold. Return, run to him, cling to him, return to close relationship with him, abide in him, be with him, listen to to scriptures, turn on the word and play it in your car, play it in your earbuds, play it when you're walking around, just play the word in the atmosphere of your home, return to him, sit down and get quiet in the presence of God and write out your feelings and your thoughts and your struggles and your fears, and then take them to Jesus. For those of you who have never heard God's voice, I want to tell you something. God wants to speak to you. He wants to encourage you. And he'll do that through his word. He'll do it through other people, or he'll do it directly to your heart. Can you believe that? We can hear directly from God to our hearts through the Holy Spirit if we will slow down enough to hear him. He'll encourage you. He'll give you a word of life. I love that the, um, the verse where the disciples told Jesus, only you have the words of life. Where would we go? To whom would we go? Only you have the words of life. He is the river of life. He is the one. He is the river. He is the, the, the rivers of living water. He is the answer that refreshes us and strengthens us and flows through us. And sometimes he's the one. I love in those moments when I'm seeking God and I'm going through hard times and he speaks to me a word of encouragement and of affirmation that renews my confidence in who I am and what I am called to do and how I'm called to love my family or love my church or or love my community or or work my business or whatever it may be. He is the one who gives those life-giving instructions, those life-giving words. So the first step is we've got to return to our stronghold, our place of safety. I love in the Amplified that it says the place of safety and your fortress. Run to him, hide in him, abide in him, and he will be your place of safety. So what else can we do in in those hard times? You know, I really believe in hard times that we need to be present in that season. Now, what do I mean? Do I mean we need to accept that season? Not exactly. I don't believe that we should just accept it as our new norm. I don't believe we should just accept it as how it's always going to be. But I do think that in those seasons, we cannot rush it. We cannot ignore it. We cannot just um, pretend and make it go away. It doesn't work. I Trust me. I tried. I tried to make it go away. I tried to pretend it wasn't there. I tried to um, strong arm it away. And that's, it just doesn't work. And so what do I mean when I say be present in the struggle, be present in this season of hardship? Well, what I mean is kind of just sit back and, and acknowledge, okay, I'm walking through hardship. 
I'm walking this season. I'm going to I'm going to acknowledge that I along with Jesus am walking through a storm. Now, I've got Jesus right here with me. I've got my friends and my family right here with me. I am not alone. You have got to cast down the lie that you are alone. You've got to cast down the lie that it's always going to be this way. You've got to cast down the lie that um, there is no hope. You're going to have to be strong in your mind and cast down some of the lies, but you need to acknowledge, I am in this struggle. Imagine yourself. I am in this season of hardship. I am walking through this with Jesus. We are walking through this together. We are going to get through this together. We, meaning you and Jesus and the people he has sent to walk through this with you, you will get through this. You are not alone. Um, Don't rush it. Don't just try to make it go away as fast as humanly possible, which was what I did. Man, these things, it's just like Paul taught. These things work patience into our character. They work endurance. Endurance and patience are very closely combined. You have got to endure this hardship. And I hate to say it, but you're going to have to endure it. You're going to have to endure it. You're going to have to to lean on people and other people are going to help you endure it. But you will have to endure this until the sun comes out and the clouds part and that season ends. But I promise you, and God promises you, this season will end. The hardship will end. The storm will pass. Every hurricane has a beginning and it has an end. Every storm has a beginning and has an end. It will end, but you're going to have to endure it until it does. And so when I say be present in it, what I mean is we want to look to the future and maintain hope. We want to journal and write down what it's going to be like when the storm is over. We want to envision our life when this storm is over. But at the same time, we want to sit in, sit back into the counsel of what God wants to teach us in that season. We want to sit back and, and receive all, all that he wants to teach us and do in us through that season. And that comes from just a simple place of humility. And it also comes from an inner place of strength that God builds on the inside of you. You are not a, you are not strong enough within yourself, but man, thank God that he lives on the inside of us and we can draw from his Holy Spirit who is on the inside of us. We can draw from the well that he has, that he is on the inside of us and we can say, okay, I'm not strong enough to get through this alone, but I can draw from the strength that you've given me because, um, that is a place of humility in the struggle Man, I don't I don't know how many times I've seen people go through hard times and struggle and instead of becoming more humble, they actually become more arrogant and more proud. And man, that is just I don't that's such a dangerous place to be and I don't want that in my life. You can either be humbled by trials or you can be humiliated by trials. And man, I I don't want my pride and my ego to be so built up that I'm humiliated through trials. I want trials to bring a sense of humility and brokenness and necessity for God and reliance on Him instead of more reliance on self, more reliance on my own strength, more reliance on what I can do, um, systems I can put in place, ways that I can overcome. No, to be honest, all of that, when you come to the end of yourself, all of that gets stripped away and, and you're just sitting there broken before a God who is capable of picking you up and carrying you through that and fixing it. It's like you're sitting as a child broken before a God who can look down and say, I got you. 
you're my kid, you're my child, and I've got you. And I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to carry you through this season. And I am going to bring you through this. I am going to make sure that you come through this. But it absolutely begins with a place of humility where you don't accept it and you don't accept the despair of the season, but you accept, God, this is tough and I cannot get through this without you. All right. Um, and then lastly, another thing that I would, I would say that we need to do as prisoners of hope, returning to our stronghold, believing for the double blessing, we have to be intentional. And I mentioned this earlier to those of you who are caregiving, we have to be intentional about self-care and about relationships. Um, and I want to refer back to an earlier episode called, um, self-care is not selfish. And if you can take a few minutes, if you haven't heard that one and go back and listen to that one. You have to be intentional about self-care in seasons of hardship because, and I'm going to get practical here, um, because, you know, hardship and hard times are stressful times and stress is very, very um, toxic and negative for our bodies, for our minds, for our souls. And so you just, man, you have to be really intentional about dealing with the stress of this time, dealing with the stress that your body is under, your mind is under. And what does that mean? Well, there's lots of practical advice in that former episode, but right now I just want you to be intentional about taking care of yourself, eating three meals a day, drinking water, going for walks, renewing your mind, having fun. Um, and man, there's so much guilt attached to hard times. Um, and, you know, what we should and shouldn't be doing, but you need to have fun. You need to find something that makes you laugh. You got to have a good time. You got to release some, some good endorphins and, um, exercise and things like that. And if you'll be intentional about these things, then on the other side of this, um, this season of stress and this season of struggle will not have made you sick, but it will have even made you more healthy and better and stronger in your, in your body. So be intentional about self-care and be intentional too about relationships, you know, be intentional about those people in your life that, that matter. Make sure you're spending time with positive, good quality people who love you. And, um, you're going to come through this. It will not always be this way. I promise you the Lord is the stronghold of your life. He's going to get you through it. And, um, there's good things ahead. There's hope ahead. Hang on. And, 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 and if you don't do anything else today throughout the day, just tell yourself, it's not always going to be this way. It's not, it's not always going to be this way. I'm going to come through this and I'm going to have healthy, happy relationships. I'm going to have healthy, happy, um, um, I'm going to have a healthy, happy life. I'm going to have a healthy, happy career. I'm going to have a healthy, happy church. I'm going to have a healthy, happy future. I'm going to go on trips and, and see the world. I'm going to um, raise my kids to love Jesus, and they are going to be strong and mighty on the earth. You've got to think and speak positively over your life. And um, the, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So use your words. Speak it over your day today. I'm going to have a great day today. Today's a day full of life and joy. I'm going to be a success today. God's hand is on me today. He's going to pull me through this, and I am going to stand on a firm foundation, and my life and my, my, my story will have a good ending. You know, because the Bible says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. 
So he's your beginning and he's your end. And he will finish this. He will bring you through this. And you're going to learn a lot through it. You're going to be strong through it. It will not always be this way. Good days are ahead. Better days are coming. But in the, at the same time, don't despise the season of struggle. Don't despise the season of hardship. Use it as an opportunity. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. And only you can do that in your personal relationship with God. Only he can turn something awful into an opportunity for joy. Only Jesus is capable of that. Only the restorer is capable of turning something awful into an opportunity for joy. I love you. I'm praying for you. I know you're going to have a great week. I know you're going to have a great day. Please reach out to me if you're walking through a hard time. If you're going through a difficult season, I will pray with you. I will stand with you. I will speak life over you. I want you to know you are not alone. All right? Please do me a favor. Share this on social media. Send a text to someone and include the link. Um, And let's be an encouragement to the people around us. I love you so much. Have a great week. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.